There has always been a battle between light and darkness. Satan hates God and fights against his work. It is vital that God's people recognize their place in this conflict and are equipped for spiritual warfare in our day. Let's join Scott Pauley now as we open God's Word and prepare for the front lines. I hate the devil. The longer I live, the more I hate him. The more I see of the destruction and division that Satan brings and the enemy calls us among God's people and in homes and in our beloved nation, the more I hate him. And I believe the more you grow to love Christ, the more you're going to hate the wicked one because he's the exact opposite. You see, if you love righteousness, then you hate iniquity. If you love light, then you hate darkness. And that's who the devil is. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 16 says, Above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith ye shall be able... I love that. God makes us able. He says, ye shall be able, not you might be. Ye shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. Now, let's learn a couple lessons from this verse today. First of all, we see the devil's defiance. God describes him here as the wicked. That's an interesting expression, isn't it? Just the wicked. Literally, the wicked one, the wicked person. Every wicked thing in this world, if you follow it back upstream, finds its origin in the rebellion of Satan. I tell you, if we could see our sin that way, we would see our own sin differently. We would view all sin differently. None of it would be beautiful. All of it would be ugly if you could see its origin. The Bible says rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft. Well, what was Satan's great sin? It was the sin of rebellion rooted in pride. Oh, dear Lord, deliver us from our own pride, from our own spirit of rebellion and defiance against God. It's wicked. It's hellish. It's devilish. Satan hates God and he is in constant, complete rebellion against him. Now, that begs a question. Why does the devil want to destroy your life? And he does. And I'll show you that in just a moment. Why does the devil want you? Do we really think that the devil's after us because we're that important? That's nonsense. The devil's not after us because we're that important. The devil is after us because we are important to God. You see, my friend, God loves you. And the devil knows if he can strike at you, he can hurt the heart of the God who loved you so much he gave his only begotten son for you. If we could see sin in this context as God sees it, as, as defiance, not just against God's law, but against God's love, if we could see it not just as, well, I messed up a little bit. No, I grieve the heart of a holy God. Then we could begin to see the enemy and the enemy's work in our own life as God sees it. So, first of all, we see the devil's defiance. But then in the same verse, we not only see his defiance, we see his ultimate desire. What is his desire? At least as it relates to us. The Bible says that we'll be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. They tell me that in ancient custom, these darts, these arrows, were typically dipped in pitch and then set on fire and so these arrows are coming. The arrows themselves do enough destruction. But when they hit, uh, they catch everything on fire. So if the arrow does not kill, then the fire destroys. Fiery darts were meant to do one thing, destroy everything. If you say, who is Satan? He's the destroyer. 
And what is his desire? It is to consume everything in his path. Every good thing he wants to, to destroy. 1 Peter 5, 8 says, Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about seeking whom he may devour. The word devour literally means to make disappear. That's what he wants. He wants you gone, my friend. He wants your family gone. He wants your church gone. He wants the work of the Lord gone. He wants to devour everything that he possibly can. And I say, that's why we must be on guard. You know, I'm afraid far too many believers are living life with their head in the sand. You've got to remember, always remember, there's a real devil. James chapter 4, verse number 7, Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Draw nigh to God and he will draw nigh to you. Now, this is real. It's spiritual. It's unseen, it's invisible, but it's real. And the good soldier of Jesus Christ has to constantly maintain vigilance against the enemy. You can't let your guard down. I'll tell you what the devil will take from you. He'll take anything you give him. And he'll take everything you do not guard. In fact, in the very same book, we're in Ephesians chapter 6, if you back up to Ephesians chapter 4 verse 27, you read this expression, neither give place to the devil. Now we have this idea that uh, people doing some hellish, devilish thing out in the world, they're giving place to the devil. But in the context of Ephesians 4, it's in the context of anger. It's in the context of, of uh, sp sins of the Spirit. It's in the context of our words. It's in the context of our relationships. Uh, think about that. Did you know you could give the devil a place in your life? I want you to know the devil doesn't deserve one inch of the life of a believer. You've been bought with a price. You're not your own. You belong to Jesus Christ. Every part of you, the Lord declares, is mine. Bought and paid for. Uh, it's His by creation and it's His by redemption. The devil doesn't deserve any of it. And here's what the devil will do. He'll take any little place you give him, and if you're not careful, he'll take more and more and more. The old adage, you give an inch, he'll take a mile. Well, I want you to know, you give him any little place, he'll take your whole life. He will destroy as much as he possibly can because watch this, his desire ultimately is not just to have you. His desire ultimately is to hurt God. Now, lest we end on a negative note today, let me remind you of something, and it is this, that the battle is always hottest when the enemy is the most desperate and the victory is near. I tell you, in our world today, it seems like all the hounds of hell have been turned loose and the great arsenal has been turned against God's people. Uh, may I say, that doesn't discourage me. That encourages me. You know what I believe? I believe very soon the war is about to be over. I think Satan knows he's desperate. His time is short. His window is closing. And any moment, Jesus Christ is coming. You see, friends, the war is already won. The devil knows that. When Jesus Christ came out of that grave, alive forevermore, he declared that it was finished, that it was over. Satan knows his window, his time is very short and soon he's going to be under our feet and under Christ's feet for all eternity. So I want to say to you, know your enemy. Uh, don't be ignorant about it. The Bible says we are not ignorant of his devices. So don't be ignorant of who your enemy is or what he's trying to do or, or how despicable and destructive his work is. But on the other side, don't be ignorant of the power you have in Jesus Christ. We come full circle back to where we started in Ephesians chapter 6. We put on the whole armor of God that ye may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. We take this shield of faith that ye may be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. 
You see, God is able to take care of the fiery darts. God is able to keep you from falling. God is able to take care of His enemies, all of His enemies, including the devil. I like what Martin Luther said. He wrote years ago, we must always remember that even the devil is God's devil. So he's not just your enemy, he's God's enemy. He's your adversary because he hates God, he hates truth, he hates purity and righteousness, and he hates the Lord's family. He hates you, so hate him back. And he resists God, so you resist him today. By the grace of Almighty God, don't let the devil, this defiant rebel, this wicked one, accomplish any bit of desire in your life. Don't let him have any place. Say, how do I keep from doing that? By constantly yielding yourself to the control of Jesus Christ. You're not in the hands of the devil today, friend. You're in the nail-pierced hand of Jesus Christ. And that is a very good place to be. May God help all of us to be good soldiers of Jesus Christ. Remember that the battle is always fiercest just before it is won. Christ is coming and soon the war will be over. Determine to be a good soldier of Jesus Christ. We look forward to studying God's Word with you again next time on Enjoying the Journey. Until then, you may join us online at scottpauley.org or check out the full-length Bible messages on our YouTube channel, Dr. Scott Pauley. It is our prayer that the Lord will equip you for the battle and help you to live in victory today. Mm -hmm.